Hey, Charles. Hey, Lisa, how are you? Well, um, prior to hitting record, we were just talking about our days and um, how we almost messaged each other and said, let's not do this, but we felt like let's just enter the flow. And so we're here and we're flowing. <laughs> I, I like that, enter the flow. It's almost like, you know, coming onto the on-ramp onto the highway, right? Let's just keep going. We're here. We're yeah, here. great. Yeah. Um, so tell me, why spiritual direction for you, for Charles? Oh, why why spiritual direction for me? Y you know, the easy answer is because it is necessary and it is vital and uh, it's life-changing. That's kind of mm -hmm. the easy answer. Uh, but the other answer that I want to give is because there was nothing else. Yeah. That's why there was nothing else. And Lisa, I got to tell you, I tried a lot of things, you know, good, bad, and different. Tried a lot of different things. And I don't know about you or anyone listening to this at some point in the future, but you know, those answers or those questions that you have that you can't seem to find an answer to, whether you look internally or externally, you, you pull out a book. It's like, what, what? And sometimes, quite honestly, I didn't even know the question to ask, but I knew there was a question there. And for me, spiritual direction introduced me to a whole nother level of a relationship uh, with God, with the creator, and quite frankly, with myself. And if I'm even going to go deeper, with my family and others. I mean, it, it it kind of opened up a layer of life into my soul that I guess I knew was there, but didn't know how to get there. Does that mm -hmm. resonate I mean, ditto, um, same. I was introduced to spiritual direction actually by my therapist um, in 2015. I had been seeing her for over a year and she was getting certified to become a spiritual director and she asked if we could pivot and that I be could become one of her guinea pigs. But I, I would, and yeah. And I had the privilege of entering that relationship and that space, really not knowing <clears throat> what I was diving into, mm -hmm. but it was exactly, um, there is really nothing else. I, I also can relate to, I knew there was a question there, Mm -hmm. but I didn't even know what the question was. So yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Powerful, powerful. And it was through the work of the Holy Spirit in that direction process that my relationship with God and with life really was transformed mm -hmm. after decades of, of walking life out. But yeah, yeah. yeah. That's you know, Lisa, tell me if, if you can identify with this right here. When I, my first real, real, real introduction to spiritual direction was when I went through the certification process, uh, you know, through the Hayden Institute, uh, going up to Canuga and spent two years in some intensive studying and mm -hmm. being part of a cohort and going through a process. And I entered into this, Lisa, uh, under the assumption that I am doing this so I can help somebody else. Yeah. Uh, so I entered this, I entered it quite, being frank with you, I'm, I'm learning a new skill, I'm increasing my capacity, I'm strengthening my ability to be of service to God and be guided by the Holy Spirit. Let me help others in a new way. Mm. So let me add this tool to my toolbox. That's kind of how I entered into the space. Okay. Oh boy. Uh, yeah. I didn't realize I was doing this for me. 
and, and, and everything I'm learning about, okay, how can I be better prepared to sit down and companion folks and walk with folks and do all the things and so on. And it started with my journey. Mm. And, and I spent two years going deep into my journey. And uh, I had a spiritual director and I was being exposed and learning things. And I had somebody companioning me. And I got to tell you, it was the most beautiful shift ever, ever. Mm ever because you know you think you're going in for one thing and the holy spirit says oh that's what you think you're here for right for this yes yes can you put more words around the shift uh yeah yeah i can yeah i can the the shift was quite honestly external the shift was what can i do to help others so to speak you know mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that, and then it was like no turn inward inward. Mm. Uh, and, and I don't, I forget who to give credit to for this quote, but somebody said, uh, you can't be a guy to a place you've never been. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And if you're companioning someone who's taking a journey within and you've never been within, even though my within and your within are not the same, there's just parts of the journey where you have to be able to identify. It just doesn't connect. Yeah. And, and I got to tell you, <laughs> Uh, I went in and I went in and that shift for me, here was another big part of the shift, Lisa. Uh, we were talking about kind of getting deep inside and, you know, somebody said, imagine going into a cave and it's dark, right? Well, if you're in a dark cave, the inclination is, let me find the light. Let me get out of here. But my process of spiritual direction was, no, let me go deeper into the dark. Mm. What what else is in there? What, let's go deeper. Let's go and to say it's life changing is an understatement. I just some I don't have words for it. So yeah, I, yeah. No, I I get so a little differently. I did not enter um, spiritual direction with the director because I wanted to help others. I I was I was coming out of what I would call a very dark place. Um, mm-hmm. I, my husband and I had oh really gone through hell in our own marriage relationship, and yet we're very committed. Um, to leaving those gates of hell and coming back together. Like we were Mm -hmm. committed Mm -hmm. to each other and to the relationship. Mm -hmm. And what we found out through therapy, which I think uh, all of our listeners could probably relate to is um, family of origin issues. And I had really come to a place where I was stuck with God and that I really had felt that God essentially had been reading the newspaper while I was flailing about here on earth. Mm. And uh, through my relationship and work with my spiritual director, I finally came to a place, Charles, where I could say, I have so misunderstood you, God. Mm -hmm. And that was my shift. Because when I could make that shift to... I misunderstood you. And wow. I mean, my relationship with God just really opened up. And honestly, I finally came to a place where I could say, you are Lord. You are Lord. Yes. 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 Isn't that a beautiful place to come to? Yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. The power of uh, one thing that happened with me as you were talking, you just reminded me, Lisa, is seeing God in everything and everywhere. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was a shift for me in terms mm-hmm. of the beauty, the beauty of God's majesty, 
the beauty of the world and and seeing and and spiritual direction you know my spiritual director uh helped me along this path of recognizing the role of nature in my spiritual mm. and, and and you know i would say things like i like nature I like going on a walk on a trail. I I love seeing the leaves change colors and so on. But part of my spiritual direction journey, once I really looked inward and realized it was about me and really, you know, my uh, my awareness and my opening and my reckoning and so on and so forth, it changed the way I engaged with nature. Mm. It, it it changed the way I could I could go sit in my yard or go walk along a path or go sit by a river and sit with God, be there with the Holy Spirit and be in this place where we're, again, words could not fully explain what it did for me, but I really yeah. was grounded, just grounded in nature. And that would open me up to see and hear things from God that I've never felt, thought or heard before. Yeah. Yeah, I am. Um... So similarly, but differently, um, I came to a place where I, silence really mm -hmm. speaks to me, that yeah. grounding. So uh, through my work with the director, she introduced me to silent retreats. Yes. And um, I'm telling you, that is I, the grounding right there, spending time in silence. And I learned that I don't have to go to a retreat. Mm -hmm. I can mm -hmm. spend... 15, 30 minutes in silence. Wow. Um, so that, that would be my nature. I love uh -huh. it. I'm a fan yeah. of silence. I'm a fan yeah. of silence. I'm curious, Lisa, with the silence, have you done any breath work or had, did, did any type of breathing work, breath work like that as well? You know what? It's funny you should ask that. No, I have not, but I'm actually pursuing that. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm pursuing that right now uh, with a breath work coach. So I'm very open to that. Um, silence to me, I usually use things like centering prayer um, mm -hmm. to, to ground myself, right. to get to that deeper spot. Mm -hmm. um, and then it, usually what happens is you think nothing's happening in the silence until right. I walk away. And then mm -hmm. I'm like, wow, wow, <laughs> wow. Or it could That's be a couple of days later even. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. And then I'm like, that's what it was about. Um, another thing I learned um, through my director, she introduced me to Ignatian spirituality and something I'm passionate about, where uh, St. Ignatius taught his followers through spiritual exercises to imagine themselves in gospel scenes. Mm. So, um, you know, when Jesus comes and meets with the adulterous woman, you, mm -hmm. you might imagine yourself as someone who's observing what's going on between Jesus and the crowd and the woman, or you might be the woman. And that has been really powerful to me, Charles, and to be able to see in the life and events of the life of Jesus, how it's forming my own story in my wow. own life. And it's I'm been- Give me chills, Lisa. I got yeah. chills. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Then, uh, what what does it look like when you meet with a directee? Uh, what 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 does it look like? It, it looks. Can I set it up? I, I'm going to answer that question. Yeah. I want to talk about before I meet with the director for a second, if I can. Yeah, right? that's a great idea. Um, because a couple things that I've realized is that, in my from my perspective, every spiritual director may not work for every directee. Mm. 
I, I think yeah. it's, a, it's a relationship. And, and we I think we need to all take time to make sure there's, you know, what are the clear expectations? Uh, what, what do we want to happen there? What our different roles are? Mm -hmm. uh, one thing that I have found is I like when people say, what does it look like? I'll tell you a couple of things that doesn't look like. It doesn't look like counseling. Very, very, I'll be very clear about that. It doesn't look like me sitting there telling somebody what to do. It does not look like that, so to speak. Uh, uh, for me, it, it looks like a space where I, I think about holding a container, holding a space for a person to be open and to share what they feel compelled to share in that moment. And, and, and I'm a firm believer, and again, I've learned along this journey that uh, give people the dignity to determine their own destiny. Give people give people the space to explore and come to their own answers. Uh, I think this is very important because somebody like myself, particularly when I go to my coaching and or consulting background in other areas of life, where I may have been in spaces where I'm tempted to tell somebody what to do, mm -hmm. that's not what spiritual direction is. That's not. I'm not here. To tell you what to do so so i i, I just visual holding space and, there, and and there's something i learned a while ago as well lisa the third chair there's a third chair in the room and that's where the holy spirit is yeah yeah and and, and make sure leave space for that third chair for all of us to be guided by what god wants to happen in that moment mm. yeah i hope that someone answered your question there absolutely and and so I, I would answer, I mean, very similarly, um, the, the Holy Spirit is the true directee yep. uh, or director, excuse me. And right. um, I also am a firm believer that ministry is not fixing. I'm not here to fix you. No, not at all. Um, and so what I'm doing as a director is uh, making sure, like you stated earlier, that I'm doing my own work. That yep. I'm on the journey mm -hmm. uh, and that I've got people around me that are supporting me and I have my own director and uh, cohort supporting yep. my my own journey. Same here. That's um, right. I usually have a prompt before I meet with someone. I, I take a moment, take a breath and say, okay, God, what is your story for this person? Mm -hmm. And... Um, how can I make sure that this person knows that they are part of your greater story? Oh, I and, love that. Mm. Um, so that's that's one thing. I, I try and ask really good questions. I think you were probably trained similarly to me um, in my program. Ask some really great questions or reflect back. But what's been amazing is uh, the power of being a witness yes. and of listening. And yes. I cannot tell you, I know you've probably experienced the same thing when someone is just sharing what, taking the inside to the outside, the power that comes from that. And yeah. I've, I've seen some miracles happen. The gift of presence, Lisa, is what I yes. call it. Yes. If, give people the gift of your presence. Uh, my, my attention, my energy, my focus, my time. There's no cell phone on the table. I'm not looking at a clock. I'm not worried about people. Give people that time. What I found in some instances, people are yearning for the gift of attention. Yeah. For that, for that space, like you said, just to open up and just to talk and just to share. And I, I have witnessed some amazing things happen, starting with somebody saying, I've got nothing to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> 
That happens a lot, right? <laughs> you seen that? <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, to put some more flesh on it, I think um, I agree. You know, we're not therapists. Uh, our role is not to diagnose a pathology, um, and we're not going to stick looking at that pathology. But what has brought people into the room for direction could be a difficult season, could be a divorce, loss of a child, loss of a career, retirement, yeah. um, or it could be someone seeking, I I don't, I want to grow my prayer life. I want to, um, you know, what is prayer? Why, why am I doing this? I'm not hearing anything back. So mm -hmm. it could be any of those things. All of life is, could be brought into the room. All, all of life. Can, can I give an example of? of yeah, of, that'd be great. And I'll, obviously, uh, you know, no no names being mentioned or any identifiers. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. But here's a here's an example. Uh, 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 someone who uh, going into the empty nester phase of life. Children off out of college, everybody's going on. And then person for the first time, for the first time, a person like, hey, this is about me now. What do I, what, what do I want to do? What do I need? Yeah. How, do I tend, how do I tend to my own needs? Because to that point, that person had defined themselves by the role they played for everybody else in life. That's right. Yeah. Watch it to the point of they said, I prayed for everybody else. I went to God for everybody else. I didn't go to God for myself. Hmm. So now, yeah, what, what, what do I need to be doing? And, and wanted just to want space to a spiritual space to explore those types of questions. I want somebody to explore those with them. That's what they came to spiritual direction yeah. for. That's right. Great example. I had a directee um, who I'm still working with. We started in 2019. Huh? And the question on the table is, when is God going to fix my relationship with my adult daughter? When is God? Mm. And to be able to hold space with this person while she waits. Yes. Yeah. That line right there. Oh, I just I could put that on a billboard. Hold space while she waits. Yeah. Right? Because Lisa, you and I both know we can't answer that question. No, we can't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it takes me back to when you said earlier the companionship and the waiting and, and the witnessing. Yeah. Uh, I think there's so much power in witnessing. I think there's so much power. Uh, uh, and I think there are some instances where people are in need of witnessing but don't even realize it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't even realize. Because maybe it's never been witnessed before. Right. For them. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So I, mm -hmm. I, I love the way you're framing it. I'm, I'm curious, uh, when, you, when you think about spiritual direction and your journey, having a spiritual director, you being a spiritual director and mm -hmm. so on, what, what are some of the misconceptions or myths around spiritual direction that... Oh. <laughs> you may have run across that might be good to put out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I well, I want to be very respectful, uh, but I've been in a different denomination at another time where uh, when I entered this journey, it was like danger, danger, danger. Mm. Um, mm. If it's not the word of God, you are out of bounds. And mm -hmm. 
literally uh, had a woman when I was explaining my process say, I, I no, you know, like literally was like, you're off the rails. Um, so yeah, some of the misconceptions I think are you're out of bounds, you're off the rails, but here's what, what I think. Um, the, the church has really been historically good and I'm not talking about one denomination or another, but historically good at father, son, and Holy scriptures. Okay. Okay. And I would like to add in between son and Holy scriptures, Holy spirit. So mm. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, mm, mm, and mm. Holy Scriptures. Gotcha. And so, yeah, the Holy Spirit can be a little dangerous, Charles. Right? Oh, the, the, hey. <laughs> and um, it can be messy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And yeah, maybe out of bounds with what people have been taught traditionally. Right. That's exactly. So right. I. All I could say for me personally and for those that I've witnessed is that it's the process of spiritual direction has brought nothing but more life. Yes. And if it ever went into uh, a realm of where the opposite is desolation, right. then, you know, not for me. I'm shaking it off. I don't know. How would you answer that question? I, I'd agree with you. I'd agree with you. Well, one of the things I'd say when I think about a myth or a misconception is uh, I had a situation one time where, um, I had to share with somebody that I was not trying to become their pastor or somebody's mm, pastor. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There's a pastoral role and that's not, this was not to yeah. replace the pastoral role, so to speak. Yeah. And so that was a misconception in terms of this. Like, no, no, not, this is not about, you have a pastor uh, in that particular denomination and there's a role here. Here's what the role of spiritual direction can be for you if you choose, if you choose this route and it's not the exact same, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, that was a very important distinction that I had to make, so to speak, because the sometimes, as a matter of fact, there's a lot of people I know in the spiritual director world, uh, Lisa, that don't like the term spiritual director. Mm. Because they're, so, they, they're like direct because there's something in the director. Yeah. They're like, well, aren't you going to direct me and tell me? And and I, I've even seen practitioners, uh, if I, I'll use that term for lack of a better term right now, but I've I've seen people say things like uh, they'll say I'm a spiritual companion. Yeah. Have you have you have you seen or heard? Yes, I actually have. That you, great point about I've heard the term spiritual companion. Mm -hmm. Um. I, so it is. It's again to use the word messy. I think traditionally there's a long history in spiritual direction and. Um, interestingly, uh, I think the Catholic church has, has had a lot of experience with direction, a lot of, um, priests and nuns also will put on a different hat and become someone's director. Um, I think that that would be a difficult shift because you're right. It's different than the pastoral role. The issue I have with companion, that sounds like friendship and it sounds like a two-way street. Yeah. And um, when I'm working with a directee, it's not about me. That's and right. I'm not here to get anything from you. Nope. I, nope. I do get things. I, I'm always like, That's right. Um, walk away from a session thinking, wow, that really touched me. Um, but I'm not here looking for you to do anything for me. Exactly. Oh, that you, you know. So, so, so now you take. There's so much to talk about. Are we going to get to talk again after today? Because I think we got. Yes, I would love to. <laughs> I want to talk about. I've already started having some ideas of what else we could talk about. But go ahead. <laughs> well, 
because you just when you said that, I think a word that we have to talk more about in spiritual direction is boundaries. Yeah, yeah. It's boundaries, right? There, there, are, there are there there are boundaries that again that I think should be established and set and communicated early on. Yeah. In terms of between the director and the directee in mm -hmm. this case, right? Because who's here to get what and what that looks like? Because I could imagine it can be pretty easy to go into a spiritual direction moment where all of a sudden the roles start to shift a little bit, or the spiritual director gets caught up in all of their stuff coming. I was like, wait a minute, this is not about me right now. Right. That's right. Yeah. Um, my mentor in my certification program had a great expression. He'd say, okay, as you're working with a directee and they're sharing, you might start to feel something coming up inside of you. Yeah. And yeah. He, he would say, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, okay. And if it's important and the Holy Spirit wants that, whatever they were just sharing and it comes back up again, you know, just pay attention. Yep. Is it coming back up again and again? Okay. Then maybe let's go down that route, but to really sink into. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, I mean, it's a great tool of what I've used with my teenagers. It's like, okay, do I really? <laughs> but what it, but what I think you're saying is similar to what I think therapists have to work on is like, am I projecting yep. me? Yep. And yep. that's why you and I work with others in our own professional lives to, to really get ourselves out of the way. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So to your point with spiritual direction, you know, there's a there's a supervision group that I'm a part of and people we talk why we hold each other accountable. We check on each other. We're doing all we can to make sure that we are uh, showing up as whole as we possibly can. Yeah. 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 But I'm not there yet. either. Like I'm, I haven't arrived. Um, not even close. <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh. But what I can bring to the table then is to know the agony of not having arrived. No, no, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know what arrival even looks like or the clothes look like that. You'd mentioned earlier, like the journey. And I'm thinking about, as you were talking about silence as an example of how when my when my spiritual practices fall off, I'll use that language if I can, Lisa. I, I'm not perfect. I have when my I can tell. I don't know if you can, but I can I can tell when. You've not sat in silence. Uh, you've not meditated, uh, centering prayer, uh, contemplative practices, whatever the things that I've been doing. It's like I can I can feel it. I can tell. I can sense it. And it's like losing my grounding, so to speak. Yeah. And so it's something where for me and I might be wrong with this, but it's a journey that never ends. It's a it's it's a, it's daily practice. It's like brushing teeth, you know. What is the daily practice? What am I doing along my spiritual journey today? What, what's my next step? And I, I think that's important because all of, in my opinion, none of us should get to the point where we think, I got it, check that box. And now, because all of a sudden our head gets kind of big. It's like, oh, I have the answers for everybody. No, you don't. <laughs> I just have some good questions. I hope, hopefully. <laughs> and, and that, yeah, and go back to that, what you said of the questions, right? Yeah. Uh, have you ever said, do you, I'm curious, do you go into a, a spiritual direction, a moment in space with the questions kind of laid out already or just they kind of manifest and surface in real time? Manifest and surface in real time. Yep. I mean, I, I've practiced, I've practiced um, while I was getting the certification, the two-year certification with others. Um, 
I, yeah, it's just in real time because, well, you know. It is. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I have questions. I, I look at questions. I, I do a lot of reading as much as I possibly can and more. And then sometimes in the moment, it's like, hey, there's the question right there. And just ask the question. Yeah. Actually, you mentioned something about going to the dark, going. Yeah. So yeah. I I can see that that could be a very scary place for some people. So they're like, I'm not going to enter into this space because <laughs> this person might take me to the place I'm not ready to go. Right. Right. What right. would you say to that person? Uh, that's a valid response. That, that, that's valid. And, and, and here's the thing. And again, I may not be proper here. I am not going to push anybody to go to go where they're not ready to go. I don't think that's helpful. Hmm. I, don't, I don't think that's helpful to, to make it, like I said, not to make anybody, but I do, I have found to let people know that there is another space available if they choose to go to, hmm. if, that, if this question will move you a little bit further, we can entertain it. And I've also had somebody, they, they, they blew my mind when they said this, Lisa, they said, I prefer not to call this dark. I want to just call it the unknown. And that worked for them. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's go further into the unknown because the dark itself had connotations for them that did not work for them. Don't mm -hmm. say dark. So yeah. They said, but I, I'm willing to go deeper into the unknown. And they would travel deeper into the unknown. And, and those questions that we could ask that could help people get there. It, it's interesting. The more that, I could, that I've been with others when they go to these spaces, Afterwards, sometimes it opens up spaces for me. Yeah. <laughs> like you said, it's not about me in the moment, but when I right. sit back and reflect, it starts to uncover some stuff for me as well later on. Yeah. Oh, I've experienced that. Yeah. I, where I am right now, Charles, is um, I wouldn't, for me, it's not the dark. Yeah. It's, it's the Bethesda pool. Ooh, ooh. And I can't walk away. Right, right. So I, I need, I need a helper. I need, oh. mm. yeah. Mm. What, mm. what am I holding on to? Oof. Yeah. Mm. And not, not, not again, not trying to get too much into the details here, but I'm just curious. Is that something you're exploring with your spiritual director? Yeah. Nice. But, nice. Yeah. And I'm scared. I mm. am. Um, but what an invitation. Mm. Mm. Yeah. The fact that you can say you're scared is such a beautiful thing. Because mm -hmm. for me, as soon as you said you're scared, I found permission to also say I'm scared about things, right? See, that, yeah. see, that's part of that space, right? Where, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a real feeling, right? Because see, here's, here's what I'm saying, Lisa. I grew up in a tradition where you're scared. What do you mean you're scared? You don't trust God? You don't believe in God? Well, that's... I love the Lord, but I'm still scared. And I need a space sometimes to say that. And again, I, I have found in many of my spiritual direction relationships, people just needed the space to say what they wanted to say without feeling like it was blasphemy against God. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well said. And yeah, we're not here like trying to tweak your theology and to, to get you in line with what, again, theology, what the denomination says, that's, that's not what I'm interested in. What I'm interested in is to, again, hold that space 
to honor that space and to just say, okay, let's join in that, that greater story of what God has for you. You know, I've heard someone say in a workshop I was in, you know, God has a prayer for the directee. How can you join in that prayer? And that's pretty mind blowing. It's mm. like, does God, does God have a prayer for me? What is that? Me. Ooh, and that. I think that's helpful. I think similarly to a director, God is a respecter of persons. <laughs> and um, yeah. He's going to respect our agency in it. You know, when you talk about respecting our agency, I, I just want to share this and maybe we can talk about this at, a, at another session in the future. But my process of becoming a spiritual director, the certification and so on, put me in a space where, Lisa, uh, it was it was a I guess you call it an ecumenical space when people different denominations, different uh, religions, different faiths. Uh, I mean, it, to the point of from from agnostic to atheist to anything you could imagine. I mean, folks who who view their relationship with God from many different lenses and perspectives. And for me, you want to talk about an enriching experience, phenomenal experience. I, I've been in spiritual direction, dialogue and experiences and relationships with people that run across the spectrum. And it just it just showed me the agency that from where I believe that God gives us all. Mm. So it's, uh, and the different ways that people approach their spiritual life and their spiritual relationship uh, in a manner that's meaningful to them. And I, I have found that to be extremely powerful. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for some reason, when you were just sharing that, I was thinking about our own congregation at downtown church. And um, I think, I don't want to sound arrogant, but I think that this, that this group of individuals um, is ripe and ready for these contemplative spaces. Um, and I can say that like our Good Friday service, what people share, um, I don't, is that darker place. Right. I'm ready to share it with a congregation that's receiving it. And I don't know, what, what are your thoughts? I, I agree with you. Uh, as you were saying that, I was trying not to nod my head off my shoulders. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think that people are ready for that. And, and I think that people are open to the challenge and open to looking at just, you know, what does this mean? I think people are, lack of better words, I don't even say risk-taking. Yeah. You know, even there's a, there's a risk of learning something new, seeing something new, experiencing something new. Uh, I, I think there's an appetite, there's a thirst there for that. Yeah. As well. and, and the last word I'll add to that list of word salad is vulnerable, where people are just willing to be vulnerable and, and so on. And, and I want to just add this to this, if I can. As you were talking, I was going back to that word darker or unknown. Uh, but But for me, I found all of that to be closer to who I authentically am. That's to, uh, all of these things that make up who you see in front of you right now. Some of the things that I buried on purpose, some of the things, Lisa, that I buried that I did not even know I buried. I mean, when I walk back through my life, when I look at everything and realizing the things that I can now stand and say, that's part of my journey. That's part of who I was. That's part of what framed me and made me. Uh, for me, it's freeing. Yeah. It, it's freeing. Yeah. Yeah, I that's what came to mind is freedom. 
that a wild stallion free in a field i mean yeah yeah and i've i've had those internal experiences of freedom and that what i thought i was attached to mm. fades away i mean it fades away it it just fades you're you're right it's something like you can just see it just just fade away there have you had what i call it's almost like a um the freedom part of it, but it's like an unlocking experience. It's like something, there was one moment for me, Lisa, where something was unlocked that I didn't even know was locked. It was like, oh my yeah. goodness, yeah. right? Yeah. It was like, and then it's almost like the, imagine like the shedding of weight, the shedding of just like, yeah, oof, this is what this feels like? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the experience I shared earlier uh, where I came to a place of, I was at, literally just meditating on Christ's uh, arrest before his crucifixion. And um, when I was talking about the St. Ignatius yeah. method of imagining yourself in the gospel scene. And so I was imagining myself there and I was not, I was just like a, a bird on a wall, but um, and mm. the scene I was seeing Jesus wrestling on, I said, wow, Jesus, I just feel like you were so misunderstood. And mm. I felt like the Holy Spirit said to me, and you've so misunderstood me. And it was the right time in the right way. No condemnation, just conviction. And yes. that release that mm. you were just talking about right. was just like, and I'm so very sorry. And then that's where that moment of Lord Lord. Lord, Lord. And again, like you just said, the the freedom, the release. So yes, I have experienced that. That's powerful. Yeah. And it's encouraging me now to uh -huh. walk away from that pool. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Wow. I got chills. I got chills. <laughs> Good stuff. This is good stuff. So, what do you what do you see as 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 next? Like, if I were a member of downtown church or just anybody yeah. listening, to this, what what do you what do you see as next? Where do we go from here? Well, I think um, two veins. I think one is to contact one of us if you're mm -hmm. if this person's interested and just have a conversation. Um, I'm always open to that. I, I do that. Yep. Every time, just like, let's talk, let's see what the person's interests are and flesh out those boundaries. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the second is that you and I continue to introduce this language to our congregation. And yeah. Yeah. Um, I like that. that. That onus is on us to introduce and to invite. What would you say? I, 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 I'm, I'm on point with you. I, I think that we, we, we're available for the congregation, for the people as they may see a need for us. We're there for them. And to your point, I won't repeat all of that. And, and uh, I agree with uh, let's continue doing this. I, I think there's value in us holding this space yeah. and then putting it out there. People listen to it on the ride home, listen to it while you're gardening or in the yard or whatever the case is. Who knows what a word or a phrase or a sentence, how it might impact somebody? Who knows? Yeah. And, and, I, and I want to be very clear here. I, I don't see the goal of this is not about Lisa and Charles having more people that we become spiritual directors for. I don't, right. I don't think it's the goal, right? That's, no, that's, no. that's, that's, 
Is that the goal? Actually, you and I don't have time for to do that for the whole congregation. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> you, you know, it's in. So I'm, I'm thinking again. So this is us just being real and transparent in the moment. So now the question in my mind right now then is, what is the goal? Why are we doing this? Hmm. I mean, to be real, my first thought is I'm so passionate about this ministry and so passionate about what it's done for me personally that I want to be able to um, invite others and into the congregation that I've come to love yes. to have the same experience. Yes, 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 yes. I was going to say awareness and exposure. There you go. Right. The, the, yeah. the goal here's a where may, maybe there's something you didn't know about or was unsure about, uncertain about. We're just talking about it to create awareness and exposure. And for those that might choose to continue and experience somehow or another, offer some. some yeah. Path, right. Yeah, definitely. And I think um, if someone is interested in finding out more and pursuing a relationship with a director that they could reach out to one of us yep. um, and that if. It's not a great fit with either one of us. Each one of us has a list of other directors. Yes, we do. <laughs> yes, we do. There are plenty of directors around. Yeah. But I, I I, love the fact of just creating, for me, this is such a downtown church thing in terms of the energy that we're creating, where, yeah. you know, like I said, we're risk takers. We do things sometimes and we can't give you the end result yet, but we know that the spirit is leading us to do it. Dream come true for me, honestly. I, when um, I started down this process of becoming certified as a spiritual director, I heard about um, from my parents' church outside of San Francisco that a spiritual director was on staff at their church. And I thought, wait, this could happen in, inside a church? Yes. And that's my dream job. And Seriously. so the fact that we're um, our sweet Dawn, Hyde is passionate about this as well and uh, creating space for us to create space. That's pretty cool. Love it. I love it. Yeah. I, I can't, I can't wait. I'm sure soon, if not next time soon, we got to get Dawn on the line with us. Yeah. Dialogue and conversation uh, to, to keep doing this right here. That sounds I'm, great. I, I appreciate, listen, I want to just say, I appreciate you. Uh, you inspire me and you enrich me. Uh, and likewise. You, Help me on my spiritual journey. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Likewise. Likewise.